Welcome to the Glasgow Baptist Podcast, where each week we bring you the message from our Sunday morning worship service with Pastor Erdie Carter. We want to help you apply biblical truth to your daily life. Galatians chapter 5. Over the last several weeks, we've been walking through the book of Galatians and wrestling with what Paul has to say to the church. And so this morning, we're going to continue that thought process. I, I think you'd have to be living in a cave under a rock or just clueless not to know we live in a pandemic. Right? I mean, I, I dare not to ask you to raise your hand if you didn't know we were living in a pandemic. But the truth of the matter is, we've been living in a pandemic for a couple of years now. And through, these, through this pandemic, we've seen all sorts of things play out. We've, been, we've, we've watched uh, fear. We've watched uh, all sorts of things. And, and I'm the first person who will tell you that I appreciate all that our leaders our medical personnel, our first responders do to help us know how to be safe. But there is this thing about the pandemic that has affected our culture and it has nothing to do necessarily with, with COVID. But because of COVID, there are some things that are happening in our culture. You know, there's the, the diminished trust of, of our government and leaders. We, we have this diminishing trust in that, well, can I trust them? I mean, they said this, now they're saying this, and that, that trust has been lost or broken to a point that there are people who are struggling to know who to trust. There's been economic hardships for people and communities. Uh, people who, people who, who couldn't go to work. People who don't want to go to work. Jobs, all sorts of things. Those things have been plaguing us for, for two years. And now, well, not now, but for two years, then the third thing we've seen is tensions. There's been this tension that has been plaguing us. That tension between people, communities, families. Tension that has continue to rise. I mean, without question, we all have an opinion about COVID. And, and sometimes we've lost our thought process and we've been so opinionated about our, our view that it's created tensions between us. And somebody says, well, I, I'm not going to do this or there's a tension there because you think, well, why in the world? Families. Families have, have, have found tension among them because someone has this viewpoint and someone has this viewpoint. And li listen, for two years I, I've, I've, I've teased, and it has been a tease, but I, I'll let any one of you pastor the church during the COVID era. Because for, for two years we, we have heard you shouldn't do this, or you should do this, or who cares? And, and, and we stand right here. You know, it, and it's a, it's a tension between people's thought processes and opinions. 
But this morning, I, I want to tell you what the world needs. The world doesn't need another opinion. The world needs Jesus. They need people living by the Spirit. They don't need our opinion. And, and, and trust me, you go, well, there's not any tension in our family, but there might be, or in your community, there might be, because you're holding a different opinion. It, they may not be tensions between you and someone else, but you're tense because you wish they'd do it the way you wanted them to do it. Listen, the world doesn't need another opinion. What they need to see is Jesus in the flesh. Paul writes to the church, and as we've been looking at, through, through the book of Galatians, we've, we've seen Paul be very frank with them. He called them foolish. He, he has argued with them on what they should and should not be doing, and, and he has told them, and know in certain terms, that what they've done is wrong. But as we saw last week, and we'll see again today, Paul now has turned his attention from, from scolding to a loving father, a loving pastor who's trying to say, now here's what we need to do. Here's how we need to live. And so this morning, as we come to Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through 26, we see Paul reminding us that we are to live by the Spirit. And in the middle of this pandemic, that's what the world needs to see, is believers who live by what the Scripture teaches, rather than give their personal opinion on what should and shouldn't be done. So if your Bibles, would you stand as we honor the reading of God's holy word? Beginning in verse 13 of Galatians chapter 5, we read these words. For you are called to be free, brothers and sisters. Only do not use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. The whole law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out, or you will be consumed by the one another. I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposite to each other, so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambitions, envy, drunkenness, and anything similar. I, warn, I am warning you about these things as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit... The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit... 
Let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Father, that is our prayer today, that you remind us to love one another. That in the midst of this pandemic, we reveal you and your love. Amen. You may be seated. Here's the big idea I want you to catch this morning as we look at this text. It's real simple. Living by the Spirit requires God's miraculous work through the Holy Spirit rather than my best efforts. Catch that. If we're going to live by the Spirit, it's got to be because of God's work in us through the Holy Spirit, not our best effort. My best effort always fails in comparison to what God can do. And so, living by the Spirit, I have to have God's miraculous working in my life. And so this morning, let me show you four things that this text points out to us that, that we've got to keep right in front of us so that we know how to live by the Spirit. First one is simply this. Living by the Spirit requires me to love others. To love others. It, that, that seems innocent, doesn't it? It seems like that shouldn't be a hard thing to do, but that is sometimes difficult because we get in the way of loving others. We get in the way and begin to come up with our own opinion. Come up with our own thought process about people, or about things. And when we do, it causes us to stop loving other people. We're to love one another. Look at, look at the text again. It says, verse 14, for the whole law is fulfilled in one statement. In other words, everything is fulfilled in one statement. What is it, church? Bingo. If the, if the church would just do that, if believers would just do that, I'd stop right now. Notice, it doesn't say that we're to love what, uh, it doesn't tell us that we are to judge somebody and then determine if we can love them. It, it tells us to love one another. Simply put, love one another. And sometimes that's a, sometimes we argue, but you don't know. I believe God knows everything. Do you? And so when you say, but you don't know my neighbor, God does. And yet he tells us to love one another. We're finding this tension that takes place because of COVID throughout. And people are refusing to love one another as they should. Sometime about October of last year, in Brooks, Brooklyn, um, Oregon, St. Timothy Episcopal Church found out that they no longer could serve a meal to those who were in need. But they could serve it, but just twice a week. You see, they've been serving a meal to their community um, since 2009. But when the pandemic happened, people went out of work. People were struggling. People became homeless. So the church began to offer a free meal every day through the week. 
And the city got tons of complaints. They got complaints from those living in and around the church. Complaints that I'm sure were like, we don't like that site. They're driving our property values down. They don't, they don't look good. Why, why do they hang, have to hang around here? So the mayor and the city council decided they'd take up an ordinance. And the ordinance said that, that only, the, uh, an organization can only give a meal twice a week. Why? why? Why does that have to be the case? It's real simple. People are not looking to love one another. They're looking at what I can get or what it, how it affects me and my property value. Or I don't want to look out the window and see this. Uh, those things are plaguing us. And Paul looks and tells the church... Everything hinges on this. Just love one another. Love one another. The second thing we find in our text is, is this. And I think everything shut down. No, it's there. Oh, no, let's go to that verse. You're good. Verse 16 tells us, I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh. Catch that. If we're going to love everybody, we have to walk by the Spirit. Real simple. Want to love everybody? What's the Spirit of God doing in your heart? How's the Spirit playing out? So here's the second point I want you to catch. Uh, living by the Spirit requires me to listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. We, we've got to hear the Holy Spirit in our hearts. We've got to know what the Holy Spirit is telling us. And if you're a believer and you have the Holy Spirit in your life, then, then you understand the importance of listening, but you also understand there's this tug of war that takes place, right? It, it's a tug of war that tells you, you shouldn't be doing this. But your sin nature keeps saying, oh, but it's okay, it's fun. It feels good. Let's do it. Live life. It's just one moment. We have to come to this place where there is this understanding of the Holy Spirit, and we have to listen. We understand tug-of-war. We've played it in, in elementary schools. We, we've seen the tug-of-war when we're trying to figure out whether we should eat that next piece of cake after we've had two. That's my tug-of-war. Or, or, or not. But there's a spiritual tug-of-war. Paul tells us this in Romans 7. Look at these verses with me. He says, I say then, or no, I'm sorry, you're right, 7, 15, verse, Romans 7, 15. I don't really understand myself for what I want to do, what is right. But I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know what I am doing is wrong, So I am not the one doing it, but it's sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't 
want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Verse 21. I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what I am miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sin nature, sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. Anybody can relate? It's the tug of war. Our sin nature wants to take a hold of us. But the Holy Spirit living inside us says, no, don't. Don't. You cannot. Don't give in. It's the tug of war that keeps playing on us. Let's go back to the verse there and see what it says. Look, it says, it says I, I say then, walk by what, church? Walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. So here's, here's what we know from this verse. We know that Without the Holy Spirit, we're unable to overcome our sin nature. Because if we don't walk by the Spirit, we'll carry out the desire, desires of our heart. Did you catch that? If we don't walk by the Spirit, we're going to carry out the desires of our heart. The second thing we learn is, if we don't have the Holy Spirit, we'll never be able to conquer our sin nature. We'll never be able. So there's this important thing for us. If we're going to live by the Spirit, we've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. There has to be ears to hear the Holy Spirit. We have to come to this moment and we have to recognize that, that Christ gave us the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is to guide us, to help us. And so we need to listen. Listen intently because if we don't listen, we'll fall to that sin nature. Which leads me to the third thing we see in, in, in our text that I want to find. Uh, living by the Spirit requires me to live differently. Requires me to live differently. And when we look at this text, we find where, where we get these, this list of things that if we're following our sin nature, we'll do. Now, hear me, it's, it's not a, an exhaustive list. It's not a list that, that if you if you're doing something that's sinful, but it's not on this, you're good. Sin is sin. And, and the reality is, if we keep falling into sin and not listening to the Spirit, then we find ourselves in trouble. But when we look at this list, we see three different categories. We see the sexual sins, those things that, that, that take us, the sexual realm are sinful according to God's Word. We see a worship sin or an idolatry of sin and that we worship something we shouldn't be worshiping and then we see social sins 
And social sins are those things that we're doing, our neighbor and all sorts of things. But then we come to verse 22 and 23. And in these verses, we catch what we're supposed to do. Look with me at verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. Now, catch this. Love, joy, and peace. Those are our God-focused spiritual things that we need to do. We need to recognize that the greatest love that we can ever receive is through God. If we want to experience true joy, it comes from, from God above. If we want to understand peace, we find it in God. Those are our God-focused moments. And then we keep reading. Then we find the words uh, patient, kindness, and goodness. Now, those, those three turn our attention to man. How patient are we? How kind are we? What is the goodness? How do we treat people? Those are our man focus. See, the first three are, are God focus. The next three are man focus. And then you get to the word faithfulness. And then verse uh, 23. You get to, there's our man focus three, patience, kindness, and goodness. Now, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are our self-focus. Faithfulness, how faithful are you? Gentle. What kind of spirit do you have? And are you self-controlled? We have to live differently. And, and we can't do it on our own. Remember, it's the miraculous work of God in us through the Holy Spirit that's causing us to live a different life. And that Holy Spirit's going to help us to love people. It's going to cause us to listen going to cause us to live differently. The fourth one I want you to catch is this. It requires me to be victorious over sin. Living by the Spirit requires me to be victorious over sin. Now, I want you to pause and look this way for just a second. There's no typo on there. It requires me to be victorious over sin. And you're going, wait a second, I thought that's what Jesus did on the cross. He did. And in fact, earlier in our study in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, we, we read where Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but he that lives within me. But I want you to catch what verses 24 and 25 tells us. Because it gives us an understanding that we have a part to play. You have a responsibility. Look what it says in verse 24. Now those who belong to Christ, Jesus have what, church? Crucified the flesh. Catch this now. Let's look at the sentence. Now those who belong, that's meaning if you're a believer, if you've trusted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you belong to who? Christ. Because you belong to Christ, you have crucified the what, church? The flesh. You have a part to play. You have a responsibility to play. 
with the Holy Spirit living inside of you, you now have a part to play to crucify your flesh. The wording here that Paul uses is completely different than that what he uses in Galatians 2. And in this moment, Paul looks at, at the church and says, you've got to step up. You can't blame it on somebody else. You can't blame it on your mama. You can't blame it on your daddy. You've got to take responsibility. You have to, you have to crucify the flesh. Now listen, you don't do it by yourself. It's the power of the Holy Spirit working in you. But you have to take responsibility. We say, oh, the devil made me do it. He didn't make you do it. You chose to do it. You might say the temptation was too great, now, but God gave you the power to overcome that temptation. You have a part to play. If you're going to live by the Spirit, understand you love others, you listen to the Spirit, you live differently, but then you got to be victorious. You've got to take hold of what the Spirit gives you and, and live that way. So let me give you three things that we've got to do. First one is simply this. If you're going to do that, show no pity to sin. Show no pity to sin. Growing up, one of my favorite TV shows was The A-Team. Mr. T, I pity the fool. You know? It's what we have to do. We, we have to come with an attitude that says, I'm going to show no pity to the sin in my life. Because here's the thing. You know what it is. You, you know what the triggers are that trip you up. So because you know what they are, then you've got to come to a place where you're going to show no pity to that sin and you're going to stand up to it. You're going to take on the attitude of Mr. T. Now, I would even suggest if you think it would help, get a mohawk like Mr. T. Some gold chains. Whatever it takes, but show no pity to it. Come to a place in your life where you recognize what it is that is driving you away from God and say, I am going to deal with this. I'm going to crucify this. I'm going to come to a place in my life and say, I'm going to, through the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to deal with this. Show no pity to it. Second thing I want you to catch is fight regardless of the pain. Fight regardless of the pain. Understand this. When you come to a place in your life and, and you start deciding that, that the Holy Spirit living inside you is more important to listen to than the sin nature that you have, there are going to be moments of pain. You're going to be frustrated. You're, you're going to want to give in. Because let's be honest, the sin nature that we live in is a lot of fun. If, if, if your sin nature is gossip, it's a lot of fun to talk about people. Because when you talk about people, guess who you're not talking about? Yourself. 
And so what's going to happen is there's going to be a moment when you've decided, I'm going to stop gossiping, and you're going to be around a group of people who, because by the way, we kind of run in flocks and herds. We run with people who, who kind of live the same way we do, have the same thought process we do. So if you're a gossiper, you've probably, you've probably got your own little phone prayer chain that really isn't much about prayer, but much more about gossip, right? And so the phone's going to ring. And it's going to be a painful moment for you not to just step off and go, well, did you hear what they did? <laughs> if your sin nature is to cheat your employer out of money, or the government, or somebody, it's going to be painful. Because what's happened is you've developed a lifestyle that requires that money. And you're not going to be able to get or do or, or anything like you once did. And it'll be easy to go back, but it'll be painful to stop. If your eyes wander on the internet to things they shouldn't, it'll be painful. To stop. You just have to think what it is that your sin nature causes you to do. You know the triggers. I'm telling you, show no pity to it. Come to a place where you, you stand up. But understand, it will be painful. But we have to fight. And the Holy Spirit will give you strength. And the third thing I want you to catch. Be persistent daily. Be persistent daily. The word there in verse 24 was crucified. Crucified. They never took a person off the cross until they were completely dead. We don't want to take them off the cross and them actually live through the experience. We want them dead. That's why Jesus, the hour is coming and it's getting late, and they begin to take a few extra steps to make sure they could kill him quicker. To crucify something means to completely put it to death. And that's going to take persistence every day. Daily, we'll have to come to a place to do that. Now, look at me for just a second. There's no such thing as a, good, a fair fight. You're living in a fantasy land if you think that's true. Oh, no, no don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking about a fight like at a wrestling match at, 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 um, at your high school. I grew up, we had wrestling teams. Oh, those are fair. Boxing, you, you've got rules and regulations. Wrestling, when I grew up, wasn't fair. It was real. Don't come tell me anything different. But the truth of the matter is, if you've ever been in a fight, there's no such thing as a fair fight. Why? Because the name of the game is survival. The name of the game is survival. 
in, in, in a fight, the only thing you want to do is end it. You want to, you want to be standing at the end of the fight. There's this thing called sin nature that lives in our life. And that sin nature is causing us to have opinions in areas we have no real business of having opinion about. That sin nature causes us to say things about people that we know we shouldn't say. That sin nature causes us to, to hurt people when we know better than to hurt people. That sin nature causes us to do a lot. And the only way to conquer that sin nature is to live by the Spirit. And to live by the Spirit means we've got to fight so that the Spirit wins out. We've got to take and live by the Spirit and the power of the Spirit, and we've got to fight so that others see Jesus in us. This morning, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for our pandemic to end. Now, I, I can't stand up here and tell you when it's going to end. I, you know, if you want my honest opinion, which is just an opinion, we've got more time in front of us with it. But the truth is, God's just looking at us going, I just want you to live by the Spirit. I want you to live in a way that reflects me, and I'll take care of the rest. So this morning, that's my challenge to you. Live by the Spirit. Let others see Jesus in you. If they've heard enough opinions, let them see Jesus. If you're here this morning, you've never confessed Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Meaning you've never come to a place in your life and said, I know I'm lost and dying and going to hell. And I don't want to do that. Today you can find the forgiveness of your sins. You can receive the Holy Spirit. You can have a changed life by saying yes to Jesus. This morning, if there's a decision on your heart, would you, would you make that public? Would you, would you let the church celebrate with you and what God is doing in your heart? Maybe there's Maybe there's a prayer concern that you have this morning that you, you just want to pray about. Whether it's, it has anything to do with the message or not, the altar is open, you come. We'll pray with you, or you can come by yourself. Whatever the case may be, today, would you, would you let go of whatever you need to let go and let God have his way? Would you stand with me this morning?